Hey everyone, welcome back to the second episode of our newly launched Agile for Life podcast. If you are a quote, repeat listener, we are frankly shocked and amazed. We're shocked and amazed that there's a second episode of Agile for Life podcast, but here we are. Agile for Life is a podcast talking about how we can take a more agile approach to life at work and at home uh, to get more done, to do it better, to waste less time so we can do things like drink margaritas on a beach in Mexico, cough, cough, Mariah, Mexico trip coming up. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yay, exactly. Not inviting me, I understand. So it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, episode goes. We are still learning as as we go. So uh, this time we're going to try to not have uh, Discord uh, ring in in the middle uh, of the episode. (laughs) I've muted my phone. Uh, I I don't know. We're we're getting this all figured out. Uh, it's, It's been fun just just getting started here. That said, uh, as we learn, uh, as we go through this thing, one of the, some of the feedback that we got in the first podcast was, well, okay, guys, sometimes you're funny, mostly you're dumb, mm-hmm. but we still <laughs> don't know what agile is. So, you know, I, I think if the name of the podcast is going to be Agile for Life, we probably shouldn't let our listeners sit here and wonder, what in the world are you talking about? Mariah, you want to help enlighten folks on that? Yeah, absolutely. So of course, Aaron, I'm I'm going back to the dictionary for this. Um, You're so- a dork. You, you know that. <laughs> All right. All right, go ahead. So, dictionary. Go ahead. Agile is uh, it's an adjective, and it means um, the ability to move quickly and easily. So you know, taking that definition and really like expanding that into life, all of the ways that you can move quicker and easier are the things that we talk about here on Agile for Life, whether that be at work, whether that be um, around finance, whether that be about your personal health, mental health, uh, whatever those things look like. um, Agile for us is teaching people how to move quicker and easier. Hey, that's good. Uh, I liked it. That's a nice, uh, simple definition. I think you said your mom was wondering if we were going to be doing like acrobatics or something. (laughs) She's like, you know, I, I thought of acrobats and then I was confused, but you guys were funny. So I just kept listening. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what we want to do. It's kind of a sleight of hand uh, sort of thing here. We'll distract you with corny jokes uh, and, and, and hope you don't notice that uh, there's no real substance underneath the things. No, no, that's good. I'm glad you took some time to, you know, you know, paint that picture a little bit more. Let, maybe dive into it. Um, so, yeah, you know, we can be agile. Conceptually, we understand what that means. We can do that at home, you know, with our families. Um we can do it at work uh, also, uh, but let's think about, you know, or maybe talk about uh, what are some of the principles um, that Agile uh, as an approach, as a mentality uh, mm-hmm. brings brings to the game here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you think of Agile mentality or Agile people, like we're, we're, we're trying to coin this. So this is going to catch on. People are soon going to be saying Agile people. Um, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, 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 dot, dot, dot. These, these are people who, you know, em- embrace change, right? Um, realizing yeah. that change really is the only constant in life, um, whether that be around, um, you know, the seasons that we all watch um, as they change from, you know, yep. summers and, and winter and spring and fall, um, whether that be our weight um, as we're in COVID <laughs> quarantine <laughs> and, and we're, we're gaining it or, or losing it, right? You know, whatever you're doing. Um, or, or that be things at work, you have a, you have a new, um, VP or whoever. Um, so it's, it's really just, you know, taking that, that ability of, of embracing change and saying, I am accepting this. Therefore I will try to roll with this change to the best of my ability. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, a lot of people are, are, as you're alluding to, built in, uh, they, they have a sense of uh, built-in fear of change. And so yeah. this has got to be about getting past that and figuring out how to manage that in, in a way that you can continue to make forward progress, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which which is critical. I mean, you know, you think about someone who's trying to, to get stronger or lose weight, or they're trying to reach their financial goals. Um, you can't do that if you're not thinking about it in, in kind of a segmented way, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, or uh, a certain part of our, our listeners out there who are uh, trying to produce um, software uh, in yeah. in the IT world, and they want to see how many new, uh, cool, awesome features they can get out to their customers um, faster, better, things like that. And so uh, it, it's it's a wide range of things. Uh, and, and I guess that's what the point is that we're trying to bring to this, that you can apply these, these principles, these concepts um, at home and at work, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, good. Well, uh, hopefully, as everybody listens to this podcast over the weeks, months, years to come, however mm-hmm. long this lasts, uh, they'll they'll get a sense, uh, a deeper sense of, of what we're talking about, how, what this means, you know, how we can apply this uh, more yeah. broadly. But there's, um, you know, that's just a, a bit of a teaser uh, for where we're going, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Well, um, you came up with the topic for today. Uh, again, you, you had this very formal, very studious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the original title that you sent me was test your hypothesis. I was like, Oh God, I'm having these nightmares. I'm back in like middle school science again. Right. You know, I, I, I don't know the rules of podcasts yet, but my, one of my favorite podcasts is Bill Nye's. So oh, yeah. if, if that makes me someone who's nerdy and I just love science, I, I love to incorporate these concepts into my life. So yes, you are absolutely right. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes right now and it says, Test your hypothesis. <laughs> I, I I know, and 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 you used um, Apple Notes to share those things with me, and you sent me a whole list of hypotheses that you wanted to test today, and I was just like, oh, good. Well, I'm glad you're the detailed one. So yeah. that's important. Yeah. Well, maybe by the time this podcast uh, makes it out there and, and is um, live, it, it may have a title called Course Corrections, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a, a big part of what we're talking about here. We, we do need to test the hypothesis, but, you know, to what end? You know, what are we trying to do yeah. when we when we test that hypothesis? Any thoughts about that? No, I think it's a great point because, yeah, I mean, you, you, it's it's more than science class where you're testing to see if marigolds grow better in the cabinet versus, you know, in direct sunlight, right? It's more Mosquitoes, than that. Mosquitoes, yeah. jeans, <laughs> awesome. What color eyes? Yeah. Right. It's beyond that. It's we're talking more about how do you, um, you know, test these things so that you can make your future goal better. Right. We're saying test on shorter increments of time, which is just, you know, Mm -hmm. increment. That's not a scary word. It's just a short segment of time. Right. You're just saying that it could be two weeks. That could be three weeks, could be a month. And and at the end of that, you you evaluate and you're saying, you know, what does this look like? Right. Yeah. No. No. I think that's. Uh, I think that's great. Yeah. It reminds me. Uh, I, I wasn't getting um, quick feedback uh, on a change that I made in my life uh, several years ago. I don't think I've told you about this. So, a uh, number of years ago, back when I was still out in the Kansas City area, I decided I was going to eat a little bit healthier. So, I, I liked going to Sonic. There was a Sonic across the street from my office, and wait a minute, they have... you like to eat healthier? So then you went to Sonic, or was Shh. that? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. That's not the point. That's not what I'm getting here. <laughs> You're ruining the, the you're ruining my hypothesis. Anyway, so I was going to Sonic anyway, and I thought I could do it healthier than I had uh, been before, uh, right? Yes. So 
All right, simple. Uh, what I decided I would do was go to the sugar-free syrup. Uh, and so I could still get my slushy, but I'd get the yeah, sugar-free yeah. syrup. But here's the thing. I didn't test out what was actually happening to me and whether or not I was getting any healthier or not. I realized at a certain point in time that I was putting on a lot of weight. And I was like, what in the world is going on here? Like, <laughs> I, I gave up all of, you know, yeah, exactly. So I, I gave up all of that. And, and then I found out that, that Sonic and... Oh, we probably have to have like a legal disclaimer here or something along those lines. We are not but, officiated with Sonic. Right. We're not officially. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We're not associated with Sonic. And this is not in any way, shape or form, any kind of a criticism, although it is. Um, the, the slushy mix that they have is basically ice and sugar water. And oh. so they were putting sugar-free syrup in ice sugar water. And, oh. you know, 17 pounds later, maybe it was probably not that much, but a few pounds later, and, and, and my eyeballs were like bulging out of my head because I was getting like three <laughs> large ones of these a day. Oh anyway, the bottom line is, is like I went a month or something and I didn't ever test whether or not the change that I had made uh, was yeah. actually having an impact on my health. Uh, when, when in fact, uh, it, I was going in the exact opposite direction. So needed to make a course correction, needed to yeah. change the way that I was uh, approaching that. So before we dive into uh, the, the practical benefits uh, of an agile approach here, uh, let's talk about the, the process that, that you've laid out uh, that will help us uh, to be able to make those course corrections, to be able to test the hypothesis. You, you gave me four different bullet points uh, in your very detailed notes. The first <laughs> one was gather data. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So, you know, when we talk about gathering data, you know, you might you might be thinking about, you know, or you and I might be thinking about more on the technical side of pulling sure. something from some O data from some sort of system and compiling and putting into Power BI. Right. But it's much, she said O data. I did say O data. <laughs> o data. Nerd. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, but if you correlate that to your life and you mm -hmm. think about things um you know, let's let's stay on the topic of um, diet and exercise, right? Just because sure. we were we were there, I feel like we were there last time. So let's just let's just stay there for right now. Um, okay. If we think about um, what our goal is, our overall goal is um, to to get in, in stronger, right? We want to get stronger, um, mm -hmm. but but with that, you might lose a little bit of weight, or you might lose a lot of weight, just depending on where mm -hmm. you are. Um, and so, first, gathering the data is okay. Where am I at now? What are the things yep. that I'm doing? And what are the things that I logically can do to get to my goal, right? You know, whether okay. that be researching and saying, okay, well, if I want to get stronger, you might, I, I might want to start lifting weights, right? Because right. that would build strength. Yeah. Um, but is there something I can eat that can help me with uh, building muscle mass, which also yep. builds strength, right? You know, so just, just gathering those details and, and go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I think that you've, um, in, in describing that, you, you've identified a couple of different uh, types of data here. Mm -hmm. One of them is um, where do I want to go, right? Yeah. So that I can plot uh, a path to get me to to that uh, end result that I'm uh, striving for. And then the other is is the data that you're collecting along the way. The what we would you know refer to generally as the metrics. Yes, metrics is for everything in life, right? Yes, you know, the <laughs> metrics that we would apply, you know, there. So. Uh, I, I need all the data, right? I'm, I got to be greedy for the data. I need to get as yes. much data as I possibly can. There, there's a point where it, you go over the top. There's a point where it's more uh, difficult to collect uh, all, all the data than it's worth it. Uh, mm -hmm. So you got to find that right balance. It's like, you know, if somebody were to get on a scale uh, 15 times a day, that would not really help you. Uh, yeah. You got to find the, the right balance. So yeah. what about at work? You know, um, uh, you know that's a, that's a good home example. But um, you know, we have a lot of people here that are listening who want to figure out, you know, this agile thing in a work environment. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, correlate those same concepts back to whatever you're trying to do. Are you, you know, are you a team that is um, kicking off a new methodology, which a methodology, there's 42 of those that live underneath agile, right? So there, you can, you can pick and choose. There's so many, but you know, say you're a team. You just made that up. That was like right out of Hitchhiker's Guide <laughs> to the Galaxy. And you're like 42, 42. That's well, 42. you know what? I've, I've actually looked that up because I, I've said so many times, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of, and I hate saying a lot of, I like to be exact. Um, I'm sure you know this about me in my I- notes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we've gone there. And, and we're going to go there many, many, many times uh, in, in the podcast to come. But, okay, you've you've just invoked um, the use of a new term here. You, yeah, you are talking about methodology. And yeah. That's fine. You know, a lot of people who are familiar with the agile world, they, they understand what a methodology is. But um, let's let's talk to, uh, about that, you know, in, in more general terms. You know, what's a methodology? A methodology. I didn't give you time to look that one up in a no, dictionary. You ha. No, you didn't. That's so rude. So, you know, of course, right. I'm just going to I'm going to improv this. So a methodology is um, just a subset of ideas that mm-hmm. um, kind of outline. It's kind of a guideline, I guess, so to say, yeah. you know, if you were talking about going back to weight, talking about keto or paleo or, you know, mm, high yeah. protein. Right. Those are those are methodologies. Um, to, to some sort of uh, goal with exercise and then with financial planning, right. There's different methodologies, um, that that roll into those. And then the same thing with, um, software engineering, um, or business agility, right. There's, there's these little, um, pockets of, um, I don't want to call them rules, um, because I don't, how about, how about approach? Approach. Do you think it's fair to call it an approach? Yeah. 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 Different approaches. Um, yep. that, yes, that help you attain whatever goal you're, you're looking for. No, I like how this is, where this is going. Um, it, it, we talk about the difference between agile, uh, agile principles, um, and then methodologies mm-hmm. in, in the IT world or in the business world, we may have like scrum, we may have Kanban yep. in the, um, old school days, uh, of software development, uh, XP, uh, yep. extreme programming was a, was a big thing. And, and, um, so there was a relationship, uh, in fact, a lot of times people get confused where, uh, they talk about scrum for instance, which is a, <laughs> an approach. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. As if it was, you know, agile, if it was a synonymous thing, we, yeah. we try to help people say, okay, no, the agile are the principles, you know, I want to yeah. get feedback faster. I want to test my hypothesis. Yeah. I want to, you know, be iterative in those things. Okay. Now how do I do it? And so, Let's see. Uh, if in weight loss you've got you know keto or, or paleo or um, you know what was the old one with the low carbs? Uh, what was that dude's name? The doctor? Oh, Atkins. I know. Atkins. Atkins. Yeah, 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 yeah. that dude. Yeah, you know if you if you want to be like Atkins. won the lottery. Atkins. Atkins. <laughs> the. You're a, you're a nut. Anyway, they uh, you, you've got those. Those are approaches to weight loss, but weight loss is the principle. You know, it's what I want to do, or maybe even better to abstract it out to healthy living, right? So I want a healthy life, you know, and so I have various principles that I need to apply to have a healthy life. And then I have approaches. Some of them may be in diet and exercise. Some of them may be in, in fact, on your very detailed list that you sent me in notes, you also had things like (laughs) budget, right? You know, how am I spending my money? Um, You had stress, you know, I want to, how do I reduce stress? Talk about those, you know, and, and where the approach piece comes in and then how that, how does that relate to data? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with, with money and, you know, trying to reach some certain goal, you know, whether that be, um, you know, putting enough aside in your 401k versus maybe a retirement account or like a, you know, a, um, IRA account that you have, um, right. Yep. There's different tax implications for both. Right. Um, so, um, whether that be your goal or I know you're, <laughs> 
<laughs> one day, one day, we are going to do agile finance, agile retirement. These, these, just wait. Keep tuning in. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You'll never get bored. Um, and if you do, <laughs> then we'll make sure you aren't. Um, <laughs> but you know, and then thinking about, you know, maybe you have a savings goal that you want to attain. Maybe right. you want to have three and a half times your, you know, monthly income, just in case something happens. Um, whatever right. that looks like for you. So it's like. You know the same the same approach. You know, evaluating the data. Where am I at currently? What am I? What are my current you know expenses look like? Are there any expenses I can I can you know cut? Like, do I have Hulu, right. Netflix, YouTube TV, and all of it? Can I get rid of some yep. of them? Um, do I have you know cell phone bills that I, I don't I can cut some of that down? Right? Like whatever that looks like. You're going tanning. Totally. You're getting your nails done. I mean, you're not, but you know, say I'm getting my nails done. And- <laughs> <laughs> yes, just yesterday, purple. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, whatever those things are that are excess, um, can you cut mm-hmm. those, right? <clears throat> right. And and then Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go no, no, go ahead, please. Uh, you know, and then and just thinking through, you know, if if you can cut those things, how can I put that money aside? You know, got again gathering that data, um, and then putting forth your hypothesis. Um and, yep. and then the same thing with stress, right? Like what are what are my triggers? What are the things that cause me stress? Is it like when my yeah. kids are being loud and, and screaming at their computers? Is it when I haven't had a chance yes. to exercise? Is it when I haven't seen the no. sunshine for a week? Is it you Probably. know when my boss talks about having a pool? I mean, like, what is hey it? Hey, now. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I see where this is going. Yeah. Mariah is bucking for a raise. I, I see how this is, you know. I moved to Florida. Nobody says you have to be in Kansas City. I'm just saying. Well, maybe your mom does. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. We'll have okay, that conversation later. Yeah. All right. All right. We're getting, all right. Data, data, data. We got it. We got it. Data, we data at work, data at home you know, you need something to be able to measure. Uh, John Doerr wrote this book, measure what matters, which Mm -hmm. is where we saw a lot of the, um, objective key result, uh, approach, uh, come out of, for those of you who may be familiar with that. Um, I think you can apply those same principles, uh, to your personal life, just like you would at work. Moving on to the second point though. Um, chicken and the egg, which comes first. I thought this was interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't tell you about this in advance. I'm like, so you re- you listed gather data, and then yeah. the second thing on your list was create a hypothesis. So, which one do you do first? Do you create a hypo- hypothesis and then get data to you know support or negate uh, it, or you know do you go the other way around? Or does it matter? Can you do it one way or the other? So, <clears throat> I would say for me specifically, um, and this is where mm-hmm. all those methodologies come in, right? Like everyone has their own kind of idea of this, but um, for me, I would say uh, setting my goal. Um, mm. and then c- gathering the data and then creating my hypothesis, right? So, okay. <clears throat> and, okay. and work, you have a goal for your team to be faster and, you know, have more transparency across the organization or the small business or whatever that looks like, right? That's right. a goal. And so based on that goal, you're gathering data to kind of figure out what hypothesis will help you get there. Oh, like this is, this yeah. is my, this okay, is my assumption. Does that make sense? It's all flooding. But yeah, yeah. It totally yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. It's flooding back to me now. Like, I think I forgot what a hypothesis was. I was like <laughs> conflating hypothesis and goal together. Like middle school science, it's back. You know, I, I yeah. remember. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So there is a, a goal setting stage yeah. uh, that really comes before this, you know, maybe even, you know, outside the scope of the, of the course corrections, yeah. you know, we've established the horizon. We know where we want to go. 
personally uh, or professionally. And now we're we're going through the process of helping ourselves figure out how do we get there in, in the most efficient way possible, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if you think about, uh, if you remember that circular diagram from like elementary school where it has like, you know, like the uh, tadpole and then it's a frog and then it, you know, dies. And it's, you know, it's like this whole circular this, thing. The life cycle. Yeah, the life yeah, cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. And so, and then we have, we have the life oh, cycle. Oh, I'm going to like and... start singing from like the yeah. Lion King. The <laughs> circle of life. Anyway. Professional singer. Um, no. <laughs> and that's, uh, you Said know. Said no one ever. <laughs> Same with. Same Let's with- test that hypothesis. <laughs> yeah, can you spend the next twenty minutes singing, please, and see how many people stay tuned? Um, yeah, that's the death <laughs> of agile for life. It's gone. You know. You know that's the same with software, though. You have a software development life cycle, and and yeah. you know you think about this hypothesis where. Um, I know I'm kind of skipping skipping to future points, um, so I'm breaking your list no, that you good. have. Um, but you know, we, oh, we, you're just like we have, that just cuts deep. We have the goal. We have the um, data gathering. We have the right. you know creating the hypothesis, and then we have testing the hypothesis, and then we have evaluating the hypothesis, and then based on that okay. evaluation, you're creating more goals, right? Yeah. And yeah. and and the goal of creating goals kind of weird. But right. the goal of creating goals is not to create so many goals that you're overwhelmed because to the mm-hmm. point of, you know, what you did with the, with the sonic situation, um say that what you did was much more than that. Say that you didn't right. just, you know, go to sugar free, but you also stopped eating um footlong hot dogs and you switched to oh, the to the so. grilled the grilled what? chicken sandwich and What what are you trying to tell me, Mariah? <laughs> why why do all these episodes have to do with weight? I've got air quotes going with weight, uh, i.e. with my weight. Okay, go on. You know, I actually haven't even seen you in like two years. So you you could be oh. like, you know, uh like an Olympian at this point. I have no idea. Let's 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 assume that. Let's let's definitely assume <laughs> yeah. that. with your pool that you're swimming in, right? With with my pool that I swim in all the time yeah exactly um all right the hypothesis right right you came up with a formula uh which i think is part of the whole creation of the hypothesis and you said and i like this because it's memorable for me you know based on x i believe y will cause z based on x i believe y will cause z talk about that yeah so that's saying you know for for your example again with sonic it's like you know uh based on the fact that i love sonic and i want to like you know Uh lose some weight right um, doing why, which is switching to sugar-free, um, syrup, which m- any logical person would assume that Sonic is not also embedding sugar into their ice, by the way. Wrong um, assumption. Yeah, clearly I'm, that I'm is sorry, wrong. sorry, Sonic. Wrong assumption. Um, yes. based on why, you know, cutting back on my sugar intake, you know, it'll produce, it'll pr- produce Z, which is I will lose weight, right? Yeah. So, I had a bad hypothesis and I needed to find out that my hypothesis was wrong right. as soon as possible exactly. so that I could make a change, you know, as quickly Abs- as possible. Absolutely. And so, you know, that's why it's critical with these hypotheses though, that you're, you're, you're changing very few things at once, because if you change too many yeah. things at once, it's really hard to then do that reevaluation and say, okay, so now that two weeks have gone by, now that a month has yep. gone by, where am I at? Because then you can't pinpoint. Yeah. You're like, okay, shoot, was it the was it the sugar free syrup? Was it the switch to the grilled uh, grilled chicken sandwich? Like, what was it? What what, what exactly okay. did I do? Let me see if I can't, you know, just slowly drag us away from the Sonic, conversation yeah. about okay, weight, fine, yeah. right? And Sonic and and my failures and and, <laughs> and, and there are many. Uh, 
now let's just switch over for a few minutes and talk about this uh, in, in a work situation. So yeah. you work with teams, you coach teams, you're an agile coach uh, all day long, you know, throughout the week. Uh, you're passionate about it. You love doing yes, that. Do. When when you go in and you sit down, I, I know you I do. When you sit down and you go work with those teams, um, how are you trying to help them do this? Yeah. What does that look like? So, you know, I, I always um, consult with teams in such a way that I, I, I suggest um, teams to start doing a specific ceremony in the agile world that's it's called retrospectives and i mm. i suggest teams and so a retrospective is exactly what the definition is right which is where you you're, you're looking back at some time period and you're trying to learn from that right trying to get better right. um and so as a team right it's really critical that you're constantly thinking about how to get better because you want to be faster right you want to be more right. efficient that's what agile is and yeah, if you're yeah, not absolutely. focused on those things that are causing hindrances to that, whether that be communication issues, um, issues around your testing cycles, or mm -hmm. you know your, the way you gather requirements, or whether you're you're not you know documenting those things, whatever that looks like, um, sure. I suggest teams you know start with doing retrospectives. I would suggest doing them on the shortest feedback loop possible. So the shortest okay. increment to me would be two weeks. I know some teams okay. like to do them more or less, right? And that's fine. Start somewhere. Just start sure. start doing it. And during that time, though, make sure that everybody on the team is keeping track of those things that haven't gone well, those things that have yeah. gone well, and then any ideas that people have to make things better, right? So let me poke a little bit more on the whole retrospective concept because – I'm going to imagine, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, that you've probably been a part of some teams uh, who ha were practicing retrospectives or you were brought in to evaluate, give some observations about a team's retrospectives where it was all very um, opinion based yeah. and, and not necessarily um, much data that was going on it. Now, how people feel and how the team dynamic yeah. is working, that's certainly uh, important. And we want that to come out of a retrospective. But, um, you know, where does data come into a retrospective so that a team can, you know, really understand how do we get better? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really great question. Um, you know, typically, my conversations are um, coaching the scrum masters, which are, you know, the mm -hmm. Typically, the the coaches or the mentors for the team, right? Yes, folks, not familiar with agile in the workplace <laughs> environment. We have such great titles as scrum master. I know. Dun, dun, My dun. brother heard that and was like, "Ew, that sounds weird." <laughs> Uh, I was like, it yeah. is weird. Um, we're back to Dungeons and Dragons, and we got Dungeon Masters, <laughs> oh, and uh, I mean, the whole nerd contingent here just like just went wild. It was yeah, awesome. really. Anyway, the Scrum Master, you're coaching yeah. the Scrum Master, so, and what do you what do you say? Yeah, so typically, I, I ask them to um, have a mechanism to capture the data. So. If they're in some sort of system, right, like I don't want to rattle off all the different systems you could use, ALMs you could use to, to capture your um, work. No one knows what an ALM is. <laughs> um, so uh, ALM is, is where you capture your work, where you're saying, okay, okay. This, is, this is kind of the, the work that we have to do to get this specific project done. Um, it's your to-do list and how it's moving uh, from start to finish, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. And some people do that in Excel spreadsheets. Some people do it in MS Project, right? Like it just depends. Um, and so if, mm -hmm. if you're if you're utilizing something, even if you use OneNote or a piece of paper on your desk and you use that as your sole place that you're writing things down um, and, you're, and you're looking at things like, okay, uh, say we had, you know, an issue today. Um, and it was, it was between Aaron and Mariah, they weren't communicating well, and there was a lot of confusion between, you know, what Aaron was trying to test 
based on what Mariah coded, which is totally not a real story because yeah. Mariah does not code. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could come up with some way for you to code. Yeah, you could. I guess you're right. My, maybe my 12 year old who teach who taught himself could teach me. Um, nice. Yeah. So anyway, um, in in but it doesn't just reside on the on the Scrum Master though. I don't I don't want to put all the weight on them. But you know, I, I do coach them yeah. to capture this data so that way when they come to this this retrospective, it's not just um, people trying to like think through the past you know two weeks three weeks of time and they're like oh yeah I think you know, we did a really good job on uh, testing because, you know, I just, I think it went really well. And it's like, okay, well, why did you think that? Yeah. You know, and the Scrum Master can say, yeah, actually on these specific days, I had these notes that I have written down around testing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and sometimes um, the data proves when we're right or wrong, yeah. right? You know, so yeah. right or wrong, right? Yeah. They, you know, the, da the data proved that my sonic uh, hypothesis, you know, was wrong. Uh, we <laughs> and we walk into these team. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, thanks, Sonic. Anyway. Uh, and then we walk into these uh, retrospectives with these teams in our work situation and the team might feel like, hey, we just had an amazing two weeks, yeah. an amazing three weeks. And that's good that the team feels that way, but it is important to have some empirical evidence uh, to see whether or not things did get better yeah. or, or not. Maybe things got worse, but everybody was having a great time and that's good. That's important. But, you know, we want to have a great time and kill it yep. at the same time. So, yep. yeah, I think that's all part of the evaluating of the results, which was your fourth point, you know, in the way that you laid out that methodology. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, third is evaluating the results and then fourth is iterate and adapt. Okay. All right. Good. Well, I had written it down wrong. Yeah, it's a no, good thing hey. That you have it's... These details. <laughs> iterate and adapt. All right. Yeah. Um, talk about that. Iterate and adapt. You know, this this yeah. is super critical, right? This is this goes back to the sonic. This goes back to our work. This goes back to our finance. All of it. And this is this is taking what you learned during your you know the data collection, the hypothesis creation, the hypothesis uh, you know testing phase, yeah. um, and it's and, and then the evaluation of that and saying, okay, these things didn't work well. So I'm not going to do those, right? Yep. These things did work well, so I'm going to continue doing those things. And then taking kind of a theme and saying, okay, these are the two or three things out of what didn't go well that I want to focus on for this next two weeks, three weeks, month, whatever. So I think this is where things begin to change a little bit, right? We're starting to move away from just the scientific method, yeah. right? Just the um, hypothesis. Hypothetical. hypothetical yeah. I'm making these things up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, right. We're making these things up here as we go, ladies and gentlemen, new terms anyway, uh, because it doesn't stay in the world of pure science. Right. We are now saying, okay, we want to apply this. Yes. This is applied science. Yeah. This is applied learnings. Take what you learned from your testing mm -hmm. based on your data, based on your hypothesis, evaluating the results, and then course correct. Exactly. Make a change. Exactly, which is where your course nice. correction, I think, makes this different than just your science class, right? This is... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I, well, and, you know, okay, I'm going to wax philosophical on something that nobody tuned in to hear about uh, <laughs> here, but th there is a value, right, in pure science. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times there is pure science that is done with no goal in mind. It's purely for the the process of discovery yeah. and innovation. And then things come out of that, mm -hmm. which is amazing. You know, when we uh, went to the moon, uh, that yet has yet to generate a particular 
practical result, mm -hmm. but all of the stuff that got created and invented and, 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 and the way that it inspired a nation and maybe future astronauts and scientists and all that stuff, it, 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 it created a lot of results. Now, here, we're not talking pure science. We're doing this uh, to an end. Uh, we yeah. want to make changes and we want to make good changes, right? Yeah. And, you know, Aaron, to that point, um, just kind of hitting this back to, you know, the work topic, you know, I know there's been plenty of times um, where, you know, I've been on teams where we've been given some large um, assignment, whether that be, you know, move to the cloud or, you know, uh, deprecate all these servers or whatever the thing is, right? right? And especially with things like moving to the cloud. I mean, I feel like everybody's like moving to the cloud. Um, reminds me of Mario. Yes, if you don't say move to the cloud once a day. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mario Kart, yeah. but it's Mario Cloud. Mario cloud yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but I remember um, my team, you know, moving to the cloud was new, right? It wasn't like we were already in the cloud. Like we, it was new to us. And so we were we right. were learning all of these new tools and new concepts, you know, Sonar Cube and Kubernetes and right. All of these things. <laughs> if you um, don't say Kubernetes. I know. Yeah, right? exactly. I know. You're not in an IT meeting if you don't hear Sonar Cube or Kubernetes. Um, I almost That's felt right. like they were pasta the first time I heard them. I'm like, Kubernetes, that sounds delicious. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, no, but but your point is 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 right on. Uh, we want to move to the cloud, but it would be a multi-million dollar boondoggle yeah. if we waited until the end of the move to the cloud process to figure out if we did it right yeah, or exactly. not. Yeah, exactly. There's actually a lot of companies out there, you know, that have uh, unfortunately experienced that the hard yeah. way. They they didn't test as they go. They didn't make course corrections along the way. And then they got there and they did it in a way that wasn't what the company needed. It wasn't what the technology required. And, and then they had to start all over again. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to stop people from having to do. Yeah, you know, absolutely. What, no matter what it is. Absolutely. Because, you know, the traditional way that we, we used to plan projects was, you know, plan it all out in this long phase, you know, two, three months long. And then we write all these long requirement documents and then we start yep. building it. And then we, you know, go ahead and, and push to production. And then all of a sudden people aren't happy because during this year process that it took us to get to the end, uh, things have changed, yep. you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we're now we're back to the beginning, which is good because we're now 30 something minutes into this thing and people haven't been listening for about 28 minutes, <laughs> you know, and, and so we, we should wrap this thing up, Yeah. you know, change is constant. Yeah. And so what you want to do is have the right changes yeah. that get you where you ultimately want to yeah. go. You're not going to be able to prevent the change. Just make sure you do it the right way. Yeah. So on today's podcast, I think what we've basically done is repackaged the scientific method, <laughs> wrapped it in an agile package, right? We are taking credit for Sir Francis Bacon's 16th century inductive approach wow. to scientific inquiry. And more importantly, we said bacon. <laughs> Yeah, if you didn't stay tuned for the bacon, you missed out. You missed out. You missed out on the whole thing. Well, listen, for those of you who did listen, and for those of you who listened all the way to here this point, thank you very much for uh, taking some of your very valuable time. Uh, and we hope that this has been helpful as you continue to think through the process of becoming more agile in your life, at home and at work. Yeah. Thanks very thank much. Thank you, guys. Bye.